So, over the last few weeks, we've talked about identifying who you are. We've talked about being honest with yourself about the things that have happened to you. We've talked about saying nice things about the other parent, even if they haven't done nice things or aren't saying nice things about you. We've covered a lot of, of pretty deep stuff, and there's sort of a fundamental question that I think comes up at this point. It's a lot of work to do all of those things. Why? Why do it? And I've answered those questions in pieces, but there's there needs to be some sort of driving force, right? If I'm going to take time, if I'm going to divert mental and emotional energy away from focusing on my kids, if I'm going to divert that time and energy, why am I going to do that? This is a fair question and one that I'm going to try to answer today. Welcome to the Single Parent Preacher. My name is Alex. It feels wrong to divert that energy away from our kids because it, they're, they're what we have. They are our entire little world now. And to do something for ourselves feels foreign. And the fact is, we don't have support to help us. At least not immediately. We have friends and family and pastors and therapists and people who will come behind and say, yeah, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. People will say, God has a plan. He works all things out for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. People who say these really encouraging things, but at nighttime, the kids are in bed and we're up. You might be fortunate enough to have somebody that you can text or call at 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. Hey, I'm really struggling with this. Most of us don't. And if you do, you probably feel bad taking up that time from that person because maybe you're waking them up. You don't want to affect their work because you know they have their own life too. So when it boils down to it, the real decision about how to work on this and why you're working on this is on you. It's on us. We have to make our own decision, our own motivation. So I want to give you something that hopefully you can hold on to. Because when you're in this situation, you can feel like you're driving through a dark forest and you're all alone and you don't know when the forest is going to break and you need something to light your way. And God provides that light, but God also provides something for us to look at as to what he's doing. That super high level, God has a plan, it'll all work out, is nice. And it's true, but you need something more to hold on to. Something less what's at the end of the road and more where's the next pit stop where I can get some gas. So today we're only going to have one set of verses, but I think these verses really say what we, what we need. I think they express the idea that we all sort of need to, to hold on to. And Romans 5. I'm going to start at verse 1. I'm really going to focus on verses 3 and 5, or 3 through 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Here's verse 3. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now let's just start at verses 1 and 2 because there is something very important in there. Because it says at the beginning of that, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, the faith is a huge component here. Now if you're listening to this and you don't have faith in Jesus, there is something still here for you. But that faith in Jesus, I'll tell you, is the only thing that's gotten me through a lot of what I've been through. It is how I have even gotten to the point where I can sit here and share my story and what I've gone through and what I've learned with you. So if you're sitting here and you don't understand this faith in Jesus stuff, this is a good time to start. There is no judgment. There is no condemnation. Whatever you've gone through, however it's happened, whatever level of acceptance you are in your process, your story, Jesus is right there, and he's saying, I'm ready to help. I'm ready to help you. Just accept me. Accept what I did for you on that cross. Accept what I did, and let me guide you and show you what your next steps are, how I can help you heal from this pain. And there's a peace that comes with that. The next part of that verse Next part of verse 1, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Think about your story for a second. Would you not have killed at some point? Killed, quotes, for a little bit of grace, a little bit of mercy, to just be able to take a deep breath and let something go when you were in the middle of it, that's what God brings to the table here. It's not the only thing, but that's what we're talking about today. So let's get into verse 3, because I think these steps, I love how this verse breaks this down, because they're sort of steps. They're sort of little little questions you can ask yourself, stuff you can hold on to, where you can sort of chart your progress a little bit. Because when you're in that dark forest driving through, it's hard to tell where you are. It's hard to tell where you've progressed. So let's go to verse 3. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. Let's just take a second. When you are going through everything, or as you're going through what you're going through right now, do you ever think, you know, I'm really glad this is happening to me? Do you rejoice in that? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Probably not. It's really hard to have that sort of vision of like something something good is going to come out of this when you're in the middle of it. But the verses go on. And I think that this is where we can change our perspective. Start changing the way that you look at what you've been through or what you're going through. Knowing that suffering produces endurance. This is the first thing. So, 
We've talked about thinking what you've gone through or what you're going through. Thinking honestly about that. How, in what ways are you stronger now than you were? Are there other situations that have come up in your life since your story started going down this road where you may not have been able to handle it properly before? You can now. You look at that and go, oh, I can get through this. What are you learning? Are you learning? to be able to control your emotions better? Are you learning that sometimes the best thing you can do is just not say anything? Are you learning compassion? Are you learning to see yourself differently? And we think, well, yeah, maybe a little bit here, a little bit there. Take the win. A little bit here or a little bit there is huge. Because without what you're going through, maybe you never even make that little bit of progress. Maybe you never focus on it. I have never been strong with money. Budgeting, organizing, knowing how much I even had when I would go do something. Not my strong point. I've been struggling like credit score, all that, for a long, long time. And then everything happened. And I sat down and I went, I can't be this irresponsible anymore. I need to figure out how budgeting works. I need to find a, a bank account that actually does something. Like I, I had to figure everything out. Now, I'm a technology person, so I went and found online budgeting resources and an online bank and all that stuff. I went the technology route. It's not the only way. But that has revolutionized how I function on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. And ever since I started, my budget, my money is solid. I still don't have much, but I know what I have and I know where it's going. That's a win. That's a suffering produces endurance win. Because without this, I wouldn't have had the motivation, the push to make that life improvement. And yeah, it would be a proper response to go, wait a minute, without going through what you went through, you wouldn't have gotten better with money? I mean, I I would have had to at some point for sure, but my life is not in that what if, that other string of existence. It's not. It's here. And this is the thing that brought me here. So find some area of your life that you're actively changing. And if you don't have one, make one, find one, start changing. Because after you start making that change and you push through that barrier of making that new habit, that new positive change in your life, verse four, and endurance produces character. That now becomes a part of who you are, who this new identity that that is coming out of this story of pain, this new identity that's happening, that happens when endurance shapes you. When you start pushing through, it becomes part of your character. When I say making positive moves, that can mean just pitching negative stuff. Getting rid of negatives is a positive move. So if there's bad things in your life, bad people, bad habits, that's a positive. That's getting rid of a negative. So. Don't dismiss, oh, I just stopped doing a bad thing because that's a good thing. 
I know that seems simple, but it's really easy to dismiss things we consider little accomplishments or, oh, I just stopped doing something. That can have a huge impact. Because when you stop doing one thing, when you stop saying yes to one thing, it enables you to say yes to a different thing, a good thing, a healthy thing. And then that becomes a part of your new character, of your new identity, of your new progression. Because you're always being formed, you're always changing. If you don't think you're changing, you are. You just don't want to acknowledge it. We talked about that in the last episode of acknowledging what is going on internally in you so that you can address it and understand it and make it a part of who you are. Because when we fight against it, when we're in denial and we argue, we can't progress. We're putting up walls where we really need to be building more road so that we can get through this dark forest. Because then when you realize it, when you realize what you are becoming, the parts of you that are building, and maybe it's one thing. Maybe your one thing is budget. Maybe your one thing is compassion. Maybe you look at this and you go, you know what? I'm doing better in this. Everything else still hurts. Everything else is still way behind. I have this one thing. The rest of verse four. And character produces hope. Because when you can get through that one thing, that means you can get through the rest of it. That means it's not impossible to heal and progress from where you are. There is a path there. There is hope there. That you face down one thing, you can face down another thing. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Maybe your positive thing is that now you can ask for help, whereas before you were afraid to. I am terrible at asking for help. I I don't want to. It makes me feel inept. It makes me feel like, well, I should be able to handle my own life at this point. But that's ridiculous. There are areas where we are strong, and there are areas where we are weak. And no matter if it's an area of where you're strong or where you're weak, asking for help is not something to be ashamed of. It is something that you need to do. No, the person who is supposed to be there to help you is not there. Whatever your story is, why ever that that person is not here, doesn't change the fact that you still need help. Reach out. Find it. Get the help that you need. And that will start bringing you from the suffering to the endurance because they will help you get through these things. They will help you become this new person and gain this new character. And when you do that, then you can start having hope that you're not really alone. And sometimes the hardest thing for us to do is to get past that fear of bringing somebody else into our world. And I don't mean romantically, although that has its own fear attached to it. I just mean bringing in friends or family and saying, this is the mess that I have. Please help. That can be scary. It is scary. These other things, endurance and character and hope, there are, there are stops. There are gas stations on the way through this forest. Here's the end. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I want you to hear these words because there's a phrase in here that I think is something we 
all need to hear and something that is immensely painful to try to understand and feel. Hope does not put us to shame. Do you feel like you've been put to shame? Do you feel ashamed right now? Have people made you feel shame for what you've been through, what you've done, what's happened to you, the fact that you're a single parent? Have you been made to feel shame for that? Because hope does not put us to shame. Having hope is not something you should be ashamed of. Do not let anybody, anybody put you down, tell you you should feel awful about what you've been through, that God somehow doesn't have it for you. In your mind, stop that. Because that is not shame that you should be carrying. And we've talked about taking ownership for your part in what happened. And maybe there are things in that story you really should feel ashamed about. But God does not want you to carry that event, that feeling as shame forever. Whatever it was, whatever it is, you can turn that around. And there's going to be somebody else. Somebody else is going to be able to say, you know what? I did this. And now I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get past this shame. And you can come up to them and you can say, I did that too. But it's not over for you. There's hope for you. If you're willing to let that shameful act be transformed into a part of your redemption story where you can say, yeah, I did this. I'm not proud of it. I'm going to carry the fact that that happened with me for the rest of my life. But God brought me through. God has made it so I am not that person anymore. That's the end. That's getting through the dark forest is at the end. Whatever you've been through, you are now at the point where hope is not putting you to shame. Because God has been poured into your heart. God's love is in your heart through the Holy Spirit. You've now developed this endurance. You've now have this new character and you've gained this hope that you are this new person. It's okay. It's okay to only work at one thing at a time. If that's all you can handle, that's all you can handle. There's nothing wrong with that. Because by handling that one thing, you're still gaining endurance. You're still becoming a new person, gaining that new character and gaining that hope. And then when you get through that thing, take on the next thing and take on the next thing. It's not over. For a lot of us, it's always just a series of things starting. And as long as we're not stopping, that's okay. That's okay. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you give us strength when we need it the most. I pray for those who are listening that maybe don't know you, don't have faith in you. They would accept your gift, your salvation gift, that they would call you Lord and let you lead them through this time, that you would give them the grace and the hope and the peace that no matter what they go through, they are not alone. 
that while the 10, 11 o'clock text message to a friend might not be an option, a prayer to you always is. I pray that we all remember that, that we all gain strength from that, that we all gain hope from that, and that we all can be able to see our lives not as one big mess, but that there are areas that we can work on and that we don't have to try to fix everything at the same time. That fixing one thing is okay. And then fixing the next thing is okay. And that we can take hope in our victories as small as we might think they are. God, help us to reach out for help. Because you know we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can find me on Twitter at SPPreacherPod. You can email me at thesingleparentpreacher at gmail.com. Wherever you find this podcast, thank you. Thank you for your time listening. If you find yourself with just a few more minutes, please go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get podcasts. If it has some sort of rating system or review, please leave a rating. Please leave a review. That's how the algorithms find us. That's how that's how the ministry grows. That's how the podcast grows. So until next time, it is okay to need help. And it is okay to not fix everything at once. <laughs>